Welcome to the Jazz Shapers podcast from Mishkondorea. What you're about to hear was originally broadcast on Jazz FM. However, the music has been cut or shortened due to rights issues. This is Jazz Shapers with Elliot Moss on Jazz FM. Listening colour in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. Good morning. This is Jazz Shapers, but it's a special. It's the Encore edition, more of which later. Hello, I'm Elliot Moss, and welcome to the programme. This programme, of course, is all about the music from the Shapers of Jazz, Blues and Soul, as well as uh, a business shaper, someone who's shaping the world of business. And today we have an Encore edition, as I said, and it's a previous guest, and his name is Dominic Smales. He's the CEO and founder of Gleam Futures, a talent agency for the social media stars of YouTube and the like. If you've heard of Jack Maynard and Pixie, of course you have, then you'll know the sort of people I mean. Dom was last on Jazz Shapers in 2015, and we're going to find out what he and his business has achieved since then. Hello. Hello there. It's really nice to have you here. Again, I think we met, well, we met a long, long time ago, but we chatted officially uh, about two and a bit years ago. My my sources told me it was November 2015. There you go. Well, that's when we first talked about... About you, yeah. Now, tell me what's been going on since the end of 2015. What's happened in the world? And and actually, uh, it would be really good just to uh, remind those people who who listened last time, but also those people who don't know, just tell me a little bit about what Gleam does from your perspective and why you set the thing up in the first place. Okay. So my... My background, and because it was 2015, I can't remember a word of what I said. Good, that's right. We'll remind you in a bit. Don't worry about that. So I'll probably be trotting out the same things, but... I won't let you. My background has been in uh, media and the entertainment business. I started my career working in advertising and marketing and that kind of thing. I worked for a local newspaper selling the ads and at the side of the pages, and then uh, eventually got on to working for a production company, which primarily did uh, radio and TV, made radio and TV and did and did quite a lot of commercial work though as well, like the promotions for radio and TV. That was kind of like gave me a great footing. I in a smaller business and I used to work for enormous media owners and then I worked for a smaller business. So I got much closer to the nuts and bolts of how a business works in that business, which I found fascinating and immensely challenging. Uh, and it was actually, uh, I probably mentioned it last time, it was a health scare that gave me the kind of kick up the bum to um, change my life and mm. start my own business and all that kind of stuff. And and at that and, and again, if, if people weren't listening a few years ago, and that's okay if you weren't, I'll let you off. Um, it was, pr- I mean, it was life-threatening, wasn't it, pretty much? Yeah, it, it, it was. It was, it absolutely made me consider everything because I thought that I was going to be exiting this earth, mm. basically. Uh, and I had two very small kids at the time. I literally just had my second uh, child Ruby and she was a babe in arms and Daisy was 18 months, two years old our first child and that's when this health condition hit and it was hydrocephalus, so water on the brain basically. Mm. But you recovered But I recovered, yeah. But and, th- and the other side of it was that when you then started saying, hold on a minute, what am I really going to do now? Yeah, basically because I thought, because the symptoms of hydrocephalus were double vision, blinding headaches kind of like I was collapsing and stuff like that I thought that I had brain tumour basically and this was, this was it um, but it was quickly diagnosed and I had to have in the end I had to have emergency brain surgery like the same week that it was diagnosed and I came out of that brain surgery having had a, a, like a six month recovery period where I had considered 
life itself and it sounds a bit cheesy but it really made me think about my existence on the planet and what made me happy and what I wanted to spend my time doing and all of that kind of thing and the absolute distillation of it all was I want to do something I'm really interested and passionate about it wasn't about I want to make loads of money I want to build an enormous business I want to do this that and the other it was about I want to just work with something that I'm really interested in and passionate about on my own terms and I'm going to give it a bash now because if I don't give it a bash now then I'm not going to be able to give it a bash any other time. And the headline sentence before we go to Jose James, that business, tell me what Gleam is in your one sentence, that's all you've got. Gleam Futures manages the careers of digital first talent. Dominic Smells, my business shape today here on this Jazz Shapers Encore special. And he was setting out why he got to the decision he got to, which is to set up his own business um, post being uh, seriously ill and making a, a life-changing decision, which was to run your own show and to do something that you were really passionate about. And you talk about digital first talent. Give me the names of the top vloggers and digital first talent that you now look after. Because for those people half my age, including my lovely friends in um, businesses I work with who will know and follow these people, tell me who they are. So they're all top amazing talent. And and if I could do it straight off the top of my head now, I'd list every single name on our roster. Just a few that that come without offending anyone else that doesn't get Exactly. We have 45, 46 odd talent on the roster globally across the three offices that we have open at the moment in Los Angeles, Sydney and London. Um, names you might know would be Zoella, Sam and Nick Chapman, who are Pixie Woo, Tanya Burr, Jim Chapman, Marcus Butler, um, Caroline Hirons, Nadine Baggett, Louise Pentland, Jack Maynard. Now, these people um, are... I They've got go on. millions and millions and millions of people that watch regularly. I believe yeah. you've got over a billion views of all of these different, all the different artists that you've um, looked after over the years. Yeah, essentially, this is this was a new and a new invention. It's a new category. Digital first talent didn't exist because there was no, you know, seriously powerful, impactful digital platform until the web, in its growth, in its maturity, moves into YouTube and so on. What's it been like creating a new business? which was, and many entrepreneurs do, but in a new world. What have been those challenges over the last few years for you? Well, essentially, it's hard, as anyone that's done this will tell you, because you, you not only have to set out a successful business commercially in terms of being able to pay the bills, but you also spend an enormous amount of your time convincing people that it's worth listening to you and it's worth getting involved in the business that you're starting not only customers and people that are going to help the business become financially viable but also people that will take the leap and work for you to help you grow the business and of course the talent and I just want to remind you of something you said a couple of years ago uh, and tell me whether this has panned out the way you thought it would have a listen to this this is a totally different type of talent and different types of rules have got to be applied and that means that the people dealing with this talent have to act differently and we approach uh, all of the relationships that we have with uh, any third party other than the talent from a hundred percent the talent's perspective we're interested in doing different things with this talent and the rules of the past won't be applied to your relationship with this talent now the rules of the past won't be applied to this the relationships with this talent true still true Still true. Yeah, absolutely. So the world has evolved, though, since I said that. 
in terms of there's a lot more people uh, from the old world to understand how the new world works. So we're we're getting this kind of blend of both worlds that is throwing up some new uh, some new and very interesting opportunities, which is what I'm excited about for the next few years. And challenges, I imagine, as well. Absolutely, yeah, because... Well, you've got competition now. Yeah, there's competition. When I sat down with you in 2015, I probably had 98% less competition than I have right now. <laughs> because within about a square mile of where we sit now, where we sit now, there's probably 100 companies, agencies, departments in PR agencies that do what we do or attempt to do what we do. And that will affect also the way that the talent views how they're being managed, which I want to come on to in a little bit when we come back to my Jazz Shapers Encore guest, Dominic Smales. Before that, though, we've got some words of advice from our programme partners at Mishkondorea for your business. So I'm Joe Hancock, the cybersecurity lead at Mishkondorea. One of the most common problems I see people have at the moment is almost over-collecting data. There's an obsession with data and digital. That's a really good thing. It presents brilliant opportunities. But at the same time, collecting data that you don't really need or storing data that you really shouldn't store anymore prevents a massive risk. At the same time, as having that data gives you some good kind of business outcomes, having it there means there's a good a target for attackers. It means that you're much more likely to lose it. And if you don't delete it properly, you're much more likely to breach regulation. And all of this really starts to create a bit of a risk for business that isn't very well understood and isn't really well managed at the moment. Another whole set of problems that could be avoided very simply are just by doing the basics. If you use complex passwords, change your password regularly. Don't use the same password for, for multiple services, as everybody does. Even just one or two different passwords will stop you being the victim of some of the large data breaches we've seen soon. They'll protect your identity. They'll help protect your bank accounts or your finances. Just by doing very, very simple things, either as an individual or as a business, you can remove most cyber risk that's out there at the moment. Nothing can ever be 100% secure, but at the same time, you really can make your own life and your business much better by doing these things. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business but it's personal. There are so many more ways to hear this very programme, plus hundreds of former guests on the show. You can ask Alexa to play Jazz Shapers, and there you can hear many of the recent programmes, including today's after 10am today. Or if you pop Jazz Shapers into iTunes, you'll get the full archive of programmes to enjoy as well. But back to today, our special encore edition of Jazz Shapers, where we invite a former guest back in to find out what they've been up to since we last spoke. And that person, that very person, is right here. Uh, It's Dominic Smells, founder of social media talent agency called Gleam Futures and Don we played the track um, the, the clip of you talking a couple of years ago saying those rules have changed and they continue to change there's 98% more competition what impact has that had on your business from a talent perspective because if one reads the papers a, a couple of the big names have gone off and done their own thing which sounds like a sort of natural progression in a way in, in a very young industry yeah absolutely so th- this is a uh, an evolutionary path that has accelerated immensely over the last few years if you think about the entire history of gleam futures it's eight years long not and that goes from me with a laptop in a coffee shop right up to today three offices x many people so on and an interest from newspapers to write stuff about us etc etc so uh, it's a very different business than it was eight years ago but it's a very different industry than it was eight years ago and all of the talent that we've worked with through that evolution, has evolved with us 
uh, in that industry. So there's loads, loads more opportunities available. And also the talent has matured. And some of them have had aspirations to uh, do other stuff, explore managing themselves, all of those kind of things. Mm. Um, I think an important point to make is that this talent or some of this type of talent aren't out and out entertainers they're content creators who are also really savvy digital media entrepreneurs Mm. and this is a space that's changing all the time and they're excited and want to kind of like test themselves and experiment in directions that um they need to take some risks to experiment in and you know a few of them have gone off to do that with you know my complete support and blessing now in terms of testing themselves experimenting your eight years into your own business are you still that guy who wants to keep reinventing what gleam stands for and what dominic smell stands for you know how have you reinvented what you what you're doing right now as an aside you know we're of the same generation you've got a lot of people following you on twitter he says <laughs> he looks up and he goes that's a lot of people but the serious point is you've thought about a person in your industry and what needs to happen and that's just one silly it sounds superficial but you you need to be thinking about your own brand you need to be thinking about evolving that but in terms of the business what have you what have you done since we last met i believe you set up a couple of arms uh, beyond the the main the main core is that right yeah so uh, this business changes all the time one of the things i love about working at gleam futures is that there are new challenges every week and every 6 months it's there are different business challenges to get our heads around and we have to change and um and change to take advantage of that and to survive as well um we in the since i last saw you we've taken on investment from a a large media corporation uh that is to fuel uh the growth that we need to have globally because these are global audiences so we are planning to open in other markets in the world. We're already in London, Sydney and Los Angeles, but very interested in opening in Europe and the Middle East and South America and places like that because, of course, what's happened to uh, the talent that we looked after in 2011 onwards is happening to talent all over the world that are finding an audience and finding their voice and finding an outlet for their creativity in Brazil and in Germany and in Dubai and all over the place. Um, So that has happened. We have started to try and resource the really interesting opportunities in this space uh, with more expertise. So an example of that is publishing. Since we last met. We, yeah, we didn't. I think it's called Gleam Titles, which has just been launched in last year, which we hadn't. You obviously that's right. Done. So we set up a specialist publishing arm, yeah. and we've recruited uh, a publishing expert from Simon and Schuster, a kind of an old name in publishing. She actually was the editor on Louise Pentland's first book, uh, Life with a Sprinkle of Glitter, mm. and she's called Abigail Bergstrom, and she has come over to Gleam to found Gleam Titles and grow a list of authors who are digitally minded um they don't have to have enormous internet platforms with which to sell books on but they have to be digitally minded and be talking about subject matter that is highly relevant for a digital day and age uh and it's fascinating seeing that that talent come forward and evolve as well and seeing that kind of ip being built so we've started gleam titles um we have invested in 
working with brands in a much more frictionless way. So we did the very first deal between a talent of this nature and a brand in this country back in 2011. Um, and we continue to completely lead the way when it comes to brands wanting to work with digital first talent influencers as they're known now in marketing terms i'm going to hold you there because it's what's what's apparent very quickly is just how much you've been doing and i want to come back to a few points that you've raised after a bit more music here on jazz shapers it's ray charles the one and only with hit the road jack Ray Charles with the brilliant Hit the Road Jack, one of my all-time favourites. Dominic Smells is here, um, business shaper, back back from 2015 when we last spoke here on the Encore special. You mentioned a number of things in the in the growth and the, uh, and the development of the business. One specific thing which I'm interested in is investment. I talk to many people who've taken on external investment. Sometimes it's pretty and sometimes it ain't pretty. Has it been a good story? How did you ensure that the partners who have invested in your business are the right partners for you and for them? Um, so I took an approach of looking for partners that would complement the business, not people that did the same thing as we already did, but on a bigger scale, but people that, that understood what we did and the value of it, but had something new to bring to the, the table in terms of enhancing the business. Um, so uh, we also, it was, there were two other things. One was global infrastructure, because it's a global audience that, we're talking to and uh, the second thing was that they were just nice people mm. because i'm a big believer in wanting to do business with people that you get on with and like and share the same values of you and have the same vision as, as you have and i'm assuming they came looking for you or did you start putting some feelers out yeah we we wanted the investment so uh, and this was a cr- this was a crucial stage of the business in order to move on to the next step so uh, there was a bit of both i'd spent years with people approaching asking about getting involved uh, and it just wasn't right it wasn't the right time um, because it was quite a well documented um, ascension in terms of how the business grew over the previous years people were coming out of the woodwork all the time but this was a proactive and controlled uh, process that we went through in order to find the right fit and, and you're still in control of the business yeah, it's still your your mm-hmm. show with with healthy investment and good partners to do that with. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm in the hot seat for some years to come. Yeah, and in terms of your enjoyment, because you said you know when you got ill, you wanted to find something you were passionate about. Are you Dom eight years in, still passionate about what you do? Yeah, more so than ever because of the scale of the opportunity now. Because more people understand what it is that we do, uh, and I'm also very proud of the fact that Gleam Futures has set out its stall in 2010 to be the best in class it was the only in class at the time to be fair so it was an easy task then but uh throughout these years we have focused hard on making sure we're always associated with quality and this through an evolutionary process for the business where enormous volume has come to the table like this if you think about this as a as a platform for talent the internet it's available to anybody with an internet connection and a webcam. And that is very different to television and radio in that if you want to have a radio show, you've got to be of a certain standard and background and 
uh, consistent, all those kind of things that you have to do in order to be sitting in your chair doesn't apply if you want to broadcast on the internet because you just got to connect yourself and put a mic up. Um, same with television. You have to, you have gatekeepers like production companies, studio bosses, uh, commissioners, all of those, an agent, all of those kind of things. Um, but you don't have that on the internet. Now, I love that. And I think that is the democratization of content creation is a really good thing for the future. And it brings talent out of the woodwork that has something to say and it gives them a platform. And I love that. But I think the world at large uh, it needs to understand that in amongst that melee, there's always there, there's a place for for everybody in terms of the A-list down to the B and the C and so on and so forth. It's the same as the traditional talent world. And we've always tried to be uh, a brand that stands for quality. uh, And that means the product that the talent make, that means the partners that the talent partner with, uh, and also the experience that partners have when they work with Gleam and Gleam's roster. And I want to talk about specifically the responsibility that the talent has also with these big audiences to those audiences as well as themselves because you raise a, a lot of important points um, just then. Final chat come out with Dominic plus we'll be playing some music from Stan Getz. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business but it's personal. That was Stan Gets with One Note Samba. I'm here just for a few more minutes with Dominic Smells. It's gone very fast because he's got lots of really interesting things to say about a very um, a big and changing and fast-changing part of um, real estate online. I'm going to call it real estate for a moment. And Dom, if you haven't heard earlier and just catching the last few minutes, is the CEO and founder at Gleam Futures. You can always listen and catch up if you want to after 10 o'clock. Dom, um, a lot of people worry about the very influence that these guys have got that you you represent millions. I mean, I've got teenage kids now. It's very hard for me to stop them watching entertainment online. I can do my best, but in reality, every parent goes, Ooh, this is tricky. Do you feel that responsibility as a parent? Do those, do your, does your talent feel that responsibility? And if so, how do you kind of keep that in check? How do you ensure that they're not saying stuff that might be, you know, just unhealthy for a 14-year-old girl to hear or un, or a silly thing for a 15-year-old boy to hear because they, they're impressionable. It's a young audience. Yeah, absolutely. And the answer to the responsibility question is, yes, I feel a huge amount of responsibility, as does everybody on my team at Gleam all over the world, feel a responsibility towards not only the talent who we represent first and foremost, but also their audience, who are the most important people in this in- entire uh, uh this entire space uh but also the people partnering with uh us so yes because brands are going to be worried about this if i'm if i'm a big brand i'm going to worry that person x says something inappropriate mm-hmm. and then what that what happens to my brand it's no longer just yeah. the talent you've then affected the, the the credibility of the brand itself obviously. absolutely and it goes back to that quality point that i made a few minutes ago in terms of you come to gleam futures for uh, 100% the best practice and best quality that you can get. And we take, we've got all the experience in the world at this now, literally. So we've been through all of those 
uh, we've we've witnessed all of those risks and problems and crisis mm. and navigated through them and now have steps in place and processes in place to try and guard against anything like that happening again. And let me ask you, just to, to, yeah. to jump in a little bit, do you think um, that this industry needs more regulation? Because the traditional media that's regulated by uh, Ofcom and all those other things around the world is subject to a lot of checks, is subject to a, a, a lot of um, tight review. Is it ready now? Is your part of the world ready now for regulation? Or is that a ridiculous thing to say in the context of the internet? Uh, I think uh, compliance and safety is a very good thing. And I think we should all be working towards the internet becoming a safer and more responsible place. But I also think that the internet is something, and social media particularly, is somewhere where there's a lot more freedom to be creative in different ways and it, and it doesn't it doesn't need to have uh, the kind of levels of regulation that, that are available in some broadcast medias for example but i think people can uh, apply that apply, apply that safety by using reputable suppliers and working with reputable talent and making sure that steps have been taken to the, the talent and the suppliers are uh, of good standing and are being responsible but we we feel a huge amount of responsibility we we um n- now for example we make sure that every talent that we take on uh goes through a, a like an airlock process where we get to know them a lot better we have personal relationships with every talent on our roster this is not a broadcast media by it's about human beings and i'm really trying to encourage any brands or commercial partners to get involved with us to have a real relationship with the talent and with with us and i think we're going to do much better work off the back of that we uh, physically actually check every single social media post any talent we work with has ever done now not send an algorithm searching across keywords in their twitter past etc now it's got to a point where physically read every single tweet and every Instagram post. You can imagine the workload involved in that. I can imagine, but I'm just going to jump to the final question because we're going to run out of time. Beyond sitting there or your team sitting there going through every post, what are you... What are you plotting? I mean, you've talked about the last few years, which has been dramatic investment, opening up arms, going global. I mean, literally world domination, it sounds to me like it's going to happen very shortly. Mm. If we were having this conversation in five years' time, two things that Don would be telling me would have happened, what would they be? I think we're going to discover a a space in which um, the best minds of TV and movies and radio and the best minds and talent on the digital side of things have actually come together and made stuff that sits in the middle of that Venn diagram that is both, for want of a... Yep. being able to explain it in a better way but there, there's and, lots and of you, and I'm going to jump in one more thing and yeah. you what about you Don will you still be at the in the hot seat me personally yes yes I really hope that I'm sat here telling you about some really incredible creative projects that I've been lucky enough to be a part of with big talent I hope that's true I have a feeling it might be <laughs> the other thing is that this is about now you talk we started this talking about competition and the world is such a much more complicated place when it comes to this type of talent is that we are throughout all of this noise and clutter in the, in the marketplace we are and still are the very best place to come if you are talent that's serious about building a great career 
online and in the entertainment industry that's digitally focused, we're the best place to come and be guided and managed in the world. And of course, you're not biased. It's been brilliant talking to you today. Thank you. I hope to see you again in a few years when there literally are 84 offices, 4 billion impressions, whatever it is, <laughs> and, and we all go. Thank you very much. And you've retired. Dom, thank you so much. Thank Take you, care. Elliot. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. We hope you enjoyed that edition of Jazz Shapers. You'll find hundreds more guests available to listen to in our archive. To find out more, just search Jazz Shapers in iTunes or head over to mishkondorea.com forward slash jazz shapers.